Second Chronicles chapter 5. So all the work Solomon did for the Lord's temple was completed. Then Solomon brought the consecrated things of his father David, the silver, the gold, and all the utensils, and put them in the treasuries of God's temple. At that time, Solomon assembled at Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the tribal heads, the ancestral chiefs of the Israelites, in order to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord up from the city of David, that is Zion. So all the men of Israel were assembled in the king's presence at the festival. This was in the seventh month. All the elders of Israel came, and the Levites picked up the ark. They brought up the ark, the tent of meeting, and the holy utensils that were in the tent. The priests and the Levites brought them up. King Solomon and the entire congregation of Israel, who had gathered around him, were in front of the ark, sacrificing sheep and cattle and could not be counted or numbered because there were so many. The priests brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place into the inner sanctuary of the temple to the most holy place beneath the wings of the cherubim. And the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark so that the cherubim formed a cover above the ark and its poles. The poles were so long that their ends were seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they were not seen from the outside. They are there to this very day. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets that Moses had put in it at Horeb, where the Lord had made a covenant with the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. Now all the priests who were present had consecrated themselves regardless of their divisions. When the priests came out of the holy place, the Levitical singers dressed in fine linen and carrying cymbals, harps, and lyres were standing east of the altar. And with them were 120 priests blowing trumpets, the Levitical singers were descendants of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, and their sons and relatives. The trumpeters and singers joined together to praise and thank the Lord with one voice. They raised their voices accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and musical instruments in praise to the Lord. For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. 
for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. The temple, the Lord's temple, was filled with a cloud. And because of the cloud, the priests were not able to continue ministering. For the glory of the Lord filled God's temple. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verses 1 to 11. Then Solomon said, The Lord said he would dwell in thick darkness. The Lord said he would dwell in thick darkness. But I have built an exalted temple for you, a place for your residence forever. Then the king turned and blessed the entire congregation of Israel while they were standing. He said, May the Lord God of Israel be praised. He spoke directly to my father David, and he has fulfilled the promise by his power. He said, Since the day I brought my people Israel out of the land of Egypt, I have not chosen a city to build a temple in among any of the tribes of Israel so that my name would be there. And I have not chosen a man to be ruler over my people Israel, but I have chosen Jerusalem so that my name will be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of my father David to build a temple for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. However, Yahweh said to my father David, since it was your desire to build a temple for my name, you have done well to have this desire. Yet, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, your own offspring, will build the temple for my name. So, Yahweh has fulfilled what he promised. I have taken the place of my father David, and I sit on the throne of Israel. As Yahweh promised, I have built the temple for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. I have put the ark there where Yahweh's covenant is that he made with the Israelites. 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to determine if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit who confesses 
that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit who does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that he is coming, and he is already in the world now. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. From this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. From this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. From this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us. And his love is perfected in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us assurance. He has given this assurance to us from his spirit. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us assurance from his spirit. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given assurance to us from his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son as the world's Savior 
whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And the one who remains in love remains in God. And God remains in him. In this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. For we are as he is in this world. In this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. For we are as he is in this world. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear. Because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, I love God yet hates his brother. He is a liar. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother he has seen cannot love the God he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother Nahum, chapter 3. Nahum, chapter 3. Woe, 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 woe to the city of blood, totally deceitful, full of plunder, never without prey, the crack of the whip and rumble of the wheel, galloping horse and jolting chariot, charging horsemen, flashing sword. Shining spear, heaps of slain, mounds of corpses, dead bodies without end. They stumble over their dead because of the continual prostitution of the prostitute, the attractive mistress of sorcery who betrays nations by her prostitution and clans by her witchcraft. I am against you. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. I will lift your skirts over your face and display your nakedness to nations, your shame to kingdoms. I will throw filth on you and treat you with contempt. I will make a spectacle of you. Then all who see will recoil from you, saying, Nineveh is devastated. Who will show sympathy to her? Where can I find anyone to comfort you? Are you better than Thebes that sat along the Nile? 
with water surrounding her, whose rampart was the sea, the river, her wall. Cush and Egypt were her endless source of strength. Put and Libya were among her allies. Yet she became an exile. She went into captivity. Her children were also dashed to pieces at the head of every street. They cast lots for her dignitaries. All her nobles were bound in chains. You also will become drunk. You will hide yourself. You also will seek refuge from the enemy. All your fortresses are fig trees with figs that ripened first. When shaken, they fall right into the mouth of the eater. Look, your troops are like women among you. The gates of your land are wide open to your enemies. Fire will devour the bars of your gates. Draw water for the siege. Strengthen your fortresses. Step into the clay and tread the mortar. Take hold of the brick mold. The fire will devour you there. The sword will cut you down. It will devour you like the young locust. Multiply yourselves like the young locust. Multiply like the swarming locust. You have made your merchants more numerous than the stars of the sky. The young locust strips the land and flies away. Your court officials are like the swarming locust, and your scribes like clouds of locusts, which settle on the walls on a cold day. When the sun rises, they take off, and no one knows where they are. King of Assyria, your shepherds slumber, your officers sleep, your people are scattered across the mountains, with no one to gather them together. There is no remedy for your injury. There is no remedy for your injury. Your wound is severe. All who hear the news about you will clap their hands because of you. For who has not experienced your constant cruelty? There is no remedy for your injury. Your wound is so severe. There is no remedy for your injury. Your wound is severe. There is no remedy for your injury. Your wound is severe. Luke chapter 19. He entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd, since he was a short man. So, running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus And since he was about to pass that way, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, 
Zacchaeus, hurry and come down because today I must stay at your house. So he quickly came down, welcomed him joyfully. So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain. He's gone to lodge with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor. Lord, and if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor. Lord, and if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Today, salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. For the Son of Man has come. The Son of Man has come. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. As they were listening to this, he went on to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they thought the kingdom of God was going to appear right away. Therefore, he said, a nobleman traveled to a far country to receive for himself authority to be king and then return. He called ten of his slaves gave them ten minas, and told them, engage in business until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, we don't want this man to rule over us. We don't want this man to rule over us. At his return, having received the authority to be king, he summoned those slaves he had given the money to, so he could find out how much they made in business. The first came forward and said, Master, your mina has earned ten more minas. Well done, good slave, he told him, because you have been faithful in a very small matter, have authority over Ten towns. The second came and said, Master, your mina has made five minas. So he said to him, You will be over five towns. And another came and said, Master, here is your mina. I have kept it hidden in a cloth. Because I was afraid of you, for you're a tough man. You collect what you didn't deposit and reap what you didn't sow. 
he told him, I will judge you by what you have said, you evil slave. If you knew I was a tough man, collecting what I didn't deposit and reaping what I didn't sow, why didn't you put my money in the bank? And when I returned, I would have collected it with interest. So he said to those standing there, Take the mina away from him and give it to the one who has ten minas. But they said to him, Master, he has ten minas. I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away. But bring here these enemies of mine who did not want me to rule over them and slaughter them in my presence. When he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples and said, Go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied there, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say this, the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. So those who were sent left and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the young donkey, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the donkey? The Lord needs it, they said. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their robes on the donkey, they helped Jesus get on it. As he was going along, they were spreading their robes on the road. Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. The king who comes in the name of the Lord is the blessed one. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. As he approached and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you knew this day what would bring peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes, for the days will come on you 
when your enemies will build an embankment against you, surround you, and hem you in on every side. They will crush you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave one stone on another in you because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. He went into the temple complex and began to throw out those who were selling. And he said, It is written, My house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Every day he was teaching in the temple complex. The chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people were looking for a way to destroy him, but they could not find a way to do it because all the people were captivated by what they heard.